I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, ahoy, and welcome to Always There, the Howard's Way podcast. I'm Julia Rayside. Thank you for joining me as I navigate through every single episode of the 1980s seafaring soap opera set in the fictional English coastal town of Tarrant. It would be a lonely voyage without you. And joining me this week to discuss Series 2, Episode 12, is the Radio 4 newsreader and shipping forecaster, <laughs> Kathy Clugston. Hello. I'm well, so thrilled to have you here. Not as thrilled as I am. Oh. I'm such a fan of the podcast, so um, I'm so so pleased to be here. Well, thank you for coming. So, were you a Howard's Way fan back in the day? I was. Were I watched you? it um, every week. I was, I'm was. i slightly older than you, so I was probably about I, six. I can't believe that. No, I know. <laughs> well said. Yeah, you didn't turn the lights down before I came in. Um, so, I'd have probably been about 15, 16 oh, wow, when these were okay. so Actually, I probably should have been more mature and over it, but I totally wasn't. No, no. My mum and I watched it every week and um, I loved it. And the funny thing, I haven't got a great memory in general. So when you first sort of launched the podcast, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you, down the slip way. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's amazing. And then, so that, but then I thought, what do I remember about Howard's Way? Yeah. And obviously I remember the theme tune. I remember Jan, yes, number one. Yes, I think she's always the, the top of everyone's list. Jan is number one. Then yeah. I remember Tom. Yeah. Then I remembered Lynn, oh. Glyn Owen, Jack. Yes, yes. Rough Jack. So I saw that was as, really as far as I got. But of course, the, as soon as I watched the first episode, which I did as soon as your podcast came oh, on, I watched so episode nice. one <laughs> of Hard's Way and I thought, oh my God, there's Ken, there's Leo. I'd completely forgotten yeah, about Bless him. It all came flooding back. Avril oh. and the, Abby and the baby. And so it did. I remembered a lot uh, more. But you were pumped full of hormones when you first saw this. So yes. did, did any of the cast particularly? <sighs> it's funny because I remember listening to one of your previous episodes. I think it <laughs> might have been... I can't remember who it was, but you'll tell me. But yeah. one of your guests was saying how she found Ken very sexy. Oh, that was, was Catherine, Catherine Jakeways. She was, in, and she's I, still in. She's still, yeah. yeah. And I thought, you know, if I'm being totally, totally honest with myself, I was in love with uh, Tom. Oh, me too. And actually, I think that's an indicator of how I am as, a, as an adult. You know, yeah. I, I like the nice guys. You're a nice not, girl. Yeah. She's a bad girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in the, the sexy, naughty ones who no. are going to break your heart. No. I like the nice ones with a nice jumper. Yeah. And dependable. nice, sensible hair. <laughs> They're the ones for me. So I sort of fell in love with Tom <laughs> and couldn't really understand Ken Masters. No. But looking either. back at it now, I, I see it, of course. And so now you're a bad girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I'm kind of seeing the, the blues on jackets and the yeah. white the white trousers. I'm, I'm getting it now. Yeah, but at the yeah. time, I think I was just like, no, it's Tom all the way. He was too smooth, wasn't he, I think. But now I think there's, I, I'd agree he has an air about him. Definitely. Mm-mm. Anyway, we must crash on with this episode. Mm. So we're right near the end of series two now. Yeah. It's getting very serious. Really serious. There wasn't much light relief in this episode Not a couple of scenes there was some a little <laughs> delightful yes. light relief a couple um, but we'll start with uh, business it's all about business now there's a lot of yes, business happening there's again. a lot of business and I do find whenever there's a business chat there's a lot of percentages aren't there? Oh, it's always like the God. 30% and the 12% yeah. and the, they really research the dialogue but it's so dull so tedious yes. but we find out so Charles is in the back of CF1 his Red Rolls Royce right. understated mode of transport for any <laughs> seafaring millionaire mm. and he is calling a press conference people do this in Howard's Way a lot when yes. they're not famous He's calling a press conference. He needs to get to the Morgan News Agency by 8am because he's got a press conference, presumably about uh, Relton Marine. He's going to take over Relton Marine. He's been planning this for ages. His hair is perfect. It is 
Absolutely perfect. It was immaculate as always. Shiny and smooth like mm. a pebble. And then we go to the Urquhart's house where Polly is frantic with worry about her errant daughter, Abby, who's spent the night away from home, even though she's about She's about 30. 40. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where is she? Uh, Gerald, her dad, is uh, being much cooler about it. Doesn't really give a shit. Yes. Um, it's, it's weird when Polly worries about Abby because she doesn't like her at all. No, and she's in a very fetching sort of pale blue ensemble of yes, Polly. Yes, she is. She, she has an interesting wardrobe this uh, episode, actually. Yes, and the hair is big, really big. It's Hers is the biggest, I think. I don't yeah. think... I think it's only when Kate O'Mara arrives in next <laughs> series that su- finally yeah. someone can compete for airspace. <laughs> she's, she's big. Mind you, I had hair very like that in the 80s. Really? Yeah, I had sort of Polly Urquhart hair. Whoa! Yeah, was it was it massive. It was dyed red. <gasps> it was... Probably, I, yeah. I mean, we're I wasn't. Go, we a, are going to need a picture for the yeah, Twitter. <laughs> I might find one because um, I think I found one recently, and it is terrifying. And I remember there is a picture of me and my mum and dad walking up the street, and I actually obscure them <laughs> with, like with my massive tips. hair. Yes, <laughs> I love so, it. So yeah, I very okay, much rock in this. The poly hair. Kathy will be providing us with a picture. <laughs> I'll find go one. Go to add always their pod on Twitter. I'm going to tweet a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I promise now. Anyway, so the two of them are trying to de- deal with the fact that that Abby hasn't come home, and then Charles calls Gerald like the little lap dog he is tells him to be there within the hour for this press conference so Mm -hmm. Gerald goes scuttling off and then we go to the yard where Leo is carrying a huge box into the office he is and Jack is banging on about wood and I've written I've written down here still and again (laughs) still and again because in this in this episode I think he must have got quite annoyed every single scene he has to make some comment about wood is is great plastic is bad that's it every scene and this is what people remember about his character and about Mm. any scenes in the boatyard I think this episode is where it all just went to him because the dialogue is pretty you know plastic v wood heavy it really he says is. how could anyone want to sail a plastic dub and uh, Bill his workmate is talking about robots replacing craftsmen <laughs> it's all very Luddite <laughs> smash the machinery um, but I have to hear that Jack is in nonchalant cream cigar on the go he looks post coital well I oh he does the very oh the very he's, idea Julia <laughs> his head is full of wood bear with me and uh, well he's and, got you know, Mrs Davis Seagram on the exactly you know, on the case but it's not the woman that's filling his head with wistful no. thoughts. I think it's the fact that he's he gets to work with wood again. That's what's making him he's, so he's woody. Yeah. satisfied. <laughs> also, I was concerned on the, on the health and safety matter that he's puffing away on his cigar in a, in a wood chip area. I know, with wood and like presumably flammable varnish. And I would God have thought. I mean, health and Very safety. Very dangerous. Yeah. They do mention that the Barracuda is, is going to be in the boat show which I always remember yeah. as a very exciting thing. So that's good. The, the Barracuda is the thing that he compromised on. He made it with some plastic and some wood so yes. that he, everyone could be happy. So they're going to sell that at the boat show. That's exciting. And then we go to Curtis's flat. Oh, so d- Curtis, did yeah. you remember this character? I didn't until I saw the episode. Like when he appeared, I kind of had a vague memory of this sort of animal rights thing, but it, it was kind of a surprise. Yeah, but I've yeah, written yeah. down Disturbing Vest Man. That's how <laughs> he I, is Disturbing it's Vest It's so man. low cut. It's I mean, that's really just not, nice. not a good look, is it? That no, no, no man could pull that off and look no. sexy. I just remember, it's only probably about three years after this, maybe I was about 13, had gone to secondary school and joined things like the League Against Cool Sports. Yeah, you know, went through that phase. Yeah. And, and, but I think I probably was put off it for a while because I thought animal rights activists were evil. <laughs> There's no balance here. Like, and he's got know. a peculiar way of speaking. I don't know if he's posh and trying to sound a bit more working class no, or something. There's something weird he's with his accent. Up his vowels a bit, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. And he's so very anyway. shiny. I don't like him. <laughs> he's very shiny. So we didn't fancy Curtis. That no. was on top of the shag list. Um, but <laughs> Abby is clearly quite into him. Unfortunately, they're outside his flat and they're arguing. Um, yes. I've put in the shadow of urban gas towers. Yes. Grit. I'm sure there were some little orphans kind of running about in the foreground, weren't <laughs> yes. there? Yes. And he's being, he's just his usual loathes himself and he's jealous of Leo. Yeah. Even though there's no real suggestion that Abby's into Leo, clearly he's detected he might be, you there's, know, vying for something. Yes. And then I've put angry synth. It's basically synth. <gasps> music sounds like the beginning of an aha song <laughs> it sounds like you're about to launch into the sun always shines on tv it's like <laughs> I, I didn't do that brilliantly but i sounded more like no, a ship we get uh, you yeah uh, but so things aren't happy in their garden at all that's all going wrong and then back at kate's house oh lovely dulcie gray dulcie gray yeah. she well she, everyone loves her don't they and Best again she was someone i didn't spring to mind first of all but as soon as i saw her i was yeah. like oh for goodness sake dulcie gray she's Just amazing the absolute sort of heart of the show yeah so she's kate and um, her daughter jan has gone to see her carrying a clutch bag Oh, of course. In the day. Of course. Because like you do. she's going to a wedding or a function. <laughs> exactly. Of some kind. She's fashion. She's never off duty. 
and she finds her mum in the back garden sort of looking forlorn and she says what is it darling what's what is, wrong yeah she always calls her darling yeah. which is a bit odd they have a, I know but they have a very sweet relationship but it's kind of quite old fashioned yeah. in the way they talk to each other they talk more like they're pals or something yeah it's they? a little but bit odd it's very very sweet then we go back to the yard where Jack opens the massive box that Leo was carrying earlier to find well what does he find do you well, remember well I do and, but I was just going to ask since when did Leo work at the boatyard I've missed that whole oh, section oh no right so th- I think this was just an easy way of consolidating him into some scenes that otherwise he wouldn't be in yeah. but yeah he sort of just mentions to his dad that he'd like a job and then he mentions it to Jack and they're like uh, yeah yeah you can carry some boxes no he literally doesn't do anything he sits no. in the sail loft like waiting to design a sail which is a triangle <laughs> that's not a job um, yeah so he, he's kind okay. of he's a spare part he doesn't really Fine. do anything but that is technically where he works now okay yes um, he carries a big box and there's a great big wheel in it there's a, a sexy huge, a sexy ship's wheel exactly but it's a gift from Caroline who is the woman who has ordered the wooden boat from Jack but also wants a bit of Jack Hull as well she certainly does (laughs) she's keen and Bill mentions that she's after you Jack he's quite right Caroline it means to have Jack whatever she has to do to get him it's a fantastic moment when he opens the note with the sexy ship's wheel and then helpfully holds it up to the camera (laughs) so we can see it says you know love Caroline whatever this isn't Blue Peter but he never calls her Caroline it's always Mrs Davis Seagram yeah 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 on the phone sometimes he calls her Caroline yeah it makes him feel uncomfortable because the familiarity is Indeed. just it's making him feel uh, icky. He does say there's no way any female is going to get on top of Jack Rolfe. But is, well, that, that's is that what he meant? I don't know. I don't think he meant to say that because, well, mm. he'd have happily let Dawn get on top of him, wouldn't it, mm. a few few episodes ago? I yeah, no, remember. exactly, exactly. I think he just, he wants to be a free agent, but it's never really clear why. Yeah. He's just a bit of an idiot. I just wondered if he so. got that line wrong. <laughs> was it supposed to be that somewhere? Well, you know what? Sounds a bit, yeah, no, leave yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I would like, yeah, yeah. And then the phone rings, of course, immediately after that, and it's Caroline and uh, he immediately goes oh hello Caroline and uh, Bill pisses himself laughing yes and then this is, no, this is the weird Bond scene now so we go to the quayside where the Barracuda's kind of being showcased for I think foreign buyers or something yes it's a ma- the man in the white suit is that who you mean that's it the yes. Bond villain what, what are, who is who is he <laughs> he's new never seen him before literally <laughs> no idea but anyway, there are people sort of watching the boat out at sea. They're, they're all with binoculars and inspecting the form of this. And there's a little bit of sort of chatter that isn't quite on mic. It's very weird. Yeah. Like the extras rhubarb, kind of rhubarb, doing a bit rhubarb, of rhubarb, rhubarb, which you yeah. can hear for about five minutes, Sailing it seems. boats to sea, etc. <laughs> yes. And then there's a scale model of the barricade, which must, someone must have had to make, I yeah. guess. It's very nice. There's Danish pastries, quality heritage strings, champagne. It's a, it's a do. They're really putting, perhaps they're putting the boat out. Obviously. <laughs> uh, they are putting the Literally. boat out. Literally. <laughs> and then, and then Avril and Tom are talking to this Bond villain who yes. is basically just he he sort of sat back in a, I think again a cream suit definitely and yeah whiter cream, cream outfit um, and, and, and just, a peculiar accent yeah just behaving like he has a proposition for them and being yes. very cryptic and waggling his eyebrows and Tom is in a suit which I don't like <laughs> no I like no, him no. in a jumper knitwear thank you yes thank yes. you and Avril is in massive shoulders also which is she's, yeah. she surpasses, surpasses herself I think that's her business thing isn't it when she wants to take up physically more space yeah. to look formidable they are enormous. Yeah, and then she's called away by a, a lackey who says that there's been a press release from Frere Holdings. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. that was the one we were seeing Charles hurtling towards earlier in the episode. Yes. So she's now aware that clearly it's all kicking off. Relton is being taken over and, you know, all hands to the pump. And then we go to a field where Kate and Jan are having a walk and there's just a really nice scene between mother and daughter. Yeah. They're strolling together. There's lovely sort of affectionate music. She's still in her kitten heels, mind you, in that big swampy field. I know, but anyway, exactly. She manages. Very impressive. Does she have the clutch bag No, still? she's left the clutch she's bag. Did. I was pleased to see she'd, she'd left that. <laughs> and, and she basically invites her mum very sweetly to come and live with her because yeah. she's about to be made homeless because she's got to pay off her debt. Has anyone ever mentioned to Kate that she has a gambling problem? I mean, she just keeps, <laughs> seems to keep saying, well, I had that bit of bad luck with the horse oh, and then I read Morgan and everybody says to her, you have got a problem, woman. Yeah, like, no, stop, set, you know. And she was always sort of Jack's helping hand when he had his drink problem, which apparently yeah. has mysteriously gone away now. Yeah. And it's fine. He's just drinking again. Um, but yeah, no, she, she doesn't kind of reverse it and say, well, I have an addictive personality too. And yeah. I literally cannot stop betting on them. No, it doesn't get mentioned. No. Clearly, gambling addiction wasn't a thing until the 90s. No, the fact <laughs> so. that she's like having to lose her home and everything, everyone's like, oh dear, never mind. Well, come I and know. live with us. Oh, hum. Yeah. Yes, no one's never mind. That she might like to leave the GGs alone for a <laughs> yes, bit. Yes, exactly. Um, but then we go to, oh, now this is some sexy coffee oh, advert. God, the 
awful, cu- the awful couple. Mm-mm. The awful couple, Mark and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, Ken Masters is meeting with his new business associates oh, and he's going to go into the powerboat market suddenly from nowhere. That's his thing now. Yes. So they're all sitting together, closing this deal. They close the deal and then, <laughs> this is so creepy, Ken produces a cool box <laughs> with, with some champagne and glasses already in it. Yeah. And he suggests they consummate the deal while he's opening While he's ogling your woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mark is oblivious. The cuckolding subtext is like off the scale. And Mark just sits there looking a bit stupid. He doesn't notice anything, does he? He's, no, and then he doesn't even notice the sexy saxophone as Ken no. and Sarah are like locking eyes. It's really funny. Again, there wasn't enough sexy saxophone in this episode. No, no. There's only one, a couple of blasts and that was it. You're right. I think they could have done with a little bit more. I yeah. mean, just go, go hard or go home. Like, yeah, absolutely. Those two are a coffee commercial just happening in front of our eyes. It's delicious. Very, very good. Uh, and then we cut to the golf course, which is the most eye-poppingly colourful scene in this episode. Yes, Charles is a vision in salmon pink. Oh, my God, it's bright, though. He is very bright. And the palette is kind of like lemon. I think Gerald's in lemon. Yes. Um, Charles is in, so yes, a grapefruity salmon. And then Sir John's in avocado. Yes, yeah. so it's, it's a like pastel a, explosion. It's, it's a salad for the eyes. It's <laughs> it really delicious. Is. And um, Charles gets a little, his hair gets a little bit ruffled by the wind. Did you which like that? I did. <laughs> You've gone all pink. One hair went out of place. <laughs> You've gone the same colour as Charles. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But I thought they did have some good golfing banter in this scene because quite often, as like the previous one with the party when it's rhubarb, rhubarb sailing, and (laughs) they actually, I thought they did proper golfing banter and it was very, I thought it was really well choreographed. And they all sort of came over the hill, sort of chatting about their handicap. I thought it was good. Yeah, no, it was. It was convincing. I think I would venture that some of them do actually. I think they did. And what you call him, Gerald had a good old swing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been round a course before, for sure. I thought the caddy looked a bit like Bill. I wonder whether they sort of. (laughs) Cutting the car, had, had him double up as the well, caddy. Spare time. Did he yeah. have a slightly dodgy moustache? <laughs> could have been the same guy. But they're talking about the restructure of Relton and what's going to happen now yes. that they've moved in and swooped in and taken it over. And Sir John Stevens mentions, for this is the first time I think we've heard mention of him, Charles's dad. Dad, which I do remember uh, yeah. from my youth, him appearing yeah, in some. Is that in the next Hamble. series, presumably? I think it is, yes. He must, uh, probably yeah. by helicopter or something, he just arrived yes. to ruin everyone's With lives. With his big sideburns. Yeah, and he was, I mean, he was brilliant. He, he was a character, I think, till the end there, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wonderful. Um, I do remember him. So Charles's reaction to Sir John bringing this up is plainly states that he does not get on with his dad, doesn't like him. We're setting up future animosity. That's yes. great. Then where do we go? This is my favourite. Oh, this bit. is the best scene in the whole thing. It's 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 linen ponytail. Yay! It's amazing. They're on honeymoon. I they can't are. remember where they've gone. There, there's. I thought it might be Daddy. France because a woman with a baguette, with a baguette appears and some little street urchins. It's non-specific European yeah, it's a European warm location because they always have a little. There's always a little scene set, isn't there, with a couple of um, yeah. extras, and then the the main characters come out and they're oh, yes. blissfully happy. Clearly, even. they are. And they're strolling along the street. They, they've looked in a shop, I think. Then they find a little a little cafe table on a pavement, a <laughs> sun-dappled pavement with breadsticks. <laughs> so it's probably Italy then. Breadsticks is Italy, probably. And then yeah. he uh, he. My favourite bit is when he says something like, "I don't know Italian," but he says, "You know, like prene una foto." Yeah. And she's yeah. like, "What are you saying? What are you saying?" I think, well, you don't need to have a great oh, grasp love. of Italian to to understand what he's asking. She's for. so impressed by his linguistic skill. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they ask an irascible waiter to take their photograph and he looks a bit put out. Um, and then sadly we have to come away from the young lovebirds and leave them to their to their delight. They look very happy and pleased with themselves. So though, which is blissful. Nice. Oh my yeah. God, there's Cathy, they're so happy. <laughs> I can't bear it. I know, I know. <laughs> then, then it's by complete contrast, we go to Southern Laboratories where Curtis, the evil animal rights activist, yes. is spying on this facility through his binoculars. <gasps> and we have smiling a lot of smiling and looking kind of very sinister yeah. and we're not even sure what he's looking at and no, why is he smiling? Because he's going to kill all the people and right. save all the animals probably I don't know I imagine that's so. the kind of thing the evil animal rights activists do on a daily basis I imagine <laughs> and then we go back to the Urquhart's house uh, where Abby is packing up and moving out again she yes. does this about every three episodes and Polly is there now Polly's outfit really struck me because it's kind of like a grey blouse and grey trousers oh right do you remember those suits on the crystal maze you had to wear to yes. go and like do the yeah perfect she, she looks like she's about to go and do that I had an interview to be on the crystal maze when I was 18 <laughs> you're kidding I didn't get through you didn't get in no 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 I mean, I wouldn't have looked good in the tracksuit, to be fair. Well, but, um, yeah. no, I got, Even I got, Polly I got struggles. <laughs> she's like a, a stick. So I, I know, mean. exactly. No, she's a very, very slim lady. But I, um, no, I, I just 
wanted to meet Richard O'Brien. That's obviously, I obviously, oh, I loved him. So I love the Crystal Maze as well. Yeah. It was brilliant. Totally brilliant. I'm really glad it's back as well. I love watching it now too. My son likes it as well. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but, but Abby, uh, I love that she has a very dramatic moment where she says that Tarrant has nothing for her. Yes. there's nothing here no. for me. I'm going to Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of think, wow, you're but really getting away, <laughs> really getting away from it all. I know that she popped him. I'm trying again, trying to remember what had happened. Has baby little She's baby had name the baby is. sold it to an American. And she, and he, she <laughs> was like, okay, away. take him. So yeah. then she puts a photo, there's a little shot of her putting the photo of the baby in her bag as yeah, she's yeah, packing yeah. up her stuff. So exactly. baby's gone at this point. Right. Ba- baby's gone, back right. to America with the dad and the dad's rich family. Yes. Um, and she just appears to be getting on with her life. Finally, Polly tries to get Abby to talk. Abby's a bit evasive. Yeah. Um, and then she says, I want to know who my dad is. It's my yeah. right to know. And Polly just gets cross with her again. She does this every time Abby asks. She's yes. like, well, I don't see why I should tell you. It's very odd, isn't it? She keeps saying, yeah. aside, what right do you have to... I know. Talk about something that affects me, and you're like, "Well, it's my dad." Yeah, yeah. She hasn't got a leg to stand on, but she keeps on sort of keeping the whole thing at arm's length. She can't face it head on. No. Then we go back to the yard where Tom and Avril are pulling up outside in a Jaguar. It's raining. Yes. This is Tom's Jaguar, isn't it? He drives a nice old Jag. Avril tells him that Charles must have had a spy in the boardroom at Relton. Clearly, someone's been feeding him information. But don't you always find if you deliver a bombshell? I mean, she immediately then opens the car door. Yes. So you say, you know, bombshell and then get out and he's like well hang on who is it you know who is it it's just one of those things that you do sort of absolutely leave at the most inopportune moment yeah never in real life people would think you're insane yeah and then she runs in the rain sort of like obviously her hair could be i mean it could go nuclear if she stays out in that too long so she's i mean i think i assume there's a lot of lacquer there don't think they had frizzies then did they back in the 80s no they didn't god i'd I'd live by it now geez if i'd known about it then i'd have had a much happier teenage years (laughs) i tell you um then we get into the yard office where jack is on the phone to caroline again is it still the same phone call i don't know who knows and he's trying to cancel dinner he's trying to wiggle out of dinner with her <laughs> it's pretending he's got a cold it's <laughs> and, then, and then he agrees to go to lunch with her instead because he just can't say no I to her can't shift this coat <laughs> no, it's really bad he's I mean, very it's, good it's good bad acting yeah it's brilliant he's bad a good actor who's good at acting badly indeed it's brilliant, it's brilliant. Um, I mean he really wants that he wants to build that boat he's worried that if he rejects her romantically then the whole deal comes crashing yes. down so he just doesn't know what to do I think he should just sleep with her and get it over that's what him. I think I don't know what, don't <laughs> know what all nice the fuss is about yeah she's, she's rather glamorous isn't she, exactly. Mrs. Davis Seagram? And then Tom comes in and says, we've got a problem because the yard is always in peril. Indeed. It has to be in peril. It can never be just another day at the yards. And then we cut back to Fashion HQ, <laughs> which is just my favourite place We're to talking be. about the collection. Oh, the collection. The collection. I want to be sat on the floor with Jan, looking at photos of models and talking about the collection. I mean, Jan is just the best. And even when I was then that, you know, at that age, I yeah. loved her. I loved her because yeah. she was unconventional. Yeah. She was. She had short hair when so everyone had long hair. I know. You know, and she just obviously looked amazing the whole time. So yeah. she, she was very much my hero. Just a total consummate woman. Yeah. Um, and she's looking through pictures of models and suggesting that they should go all out and get the expensive <laughs> models not the cheap ones yes. Christina Burrows no less her assistant comes in yes. and they look at some designs together and the assistant who just is really building her part up oh it's a fantastic uh, looks at the designs and then says phew I see what you mean yes <laughs> and there's a fantastic line when Jan says well you know is with that, that, should that design nearly ended up in the bin you know yeah, I, yeah, yeah. again I think we are we setting some ground here for Jan to be something of a little fashion expert herself I think so she's getting the more she she's this business yeah so she's saying look I knew a good design when I saw one and yeah. anyway and, and she said well so I have a wonderful son-in-law but a very temperamental partner or something and Jackie the assistant says Jackie thank you Jackie temperament's a small price to pay if you can come up with designs like this I know it's a little bit on the nose trips off the tongue yeah no it really does doesn't it bless her good old Jackie she did well with her few lines I thought no she did she she was certainly memorable we wrote her name down so you know there you go yeah and she's sort of an 80s headband thing (laughs) you can't argue with fashion Jan tells Jackie that she's going to pay the going rate for Christina because she wants this to be spectacular so this is the sort of um, I don't know the Kate Moss or somebody of Southampton yeah no presumably yeah. maybe even of London I think sometimes she gets London models <gasps> I think the collection actually goes on at Olympia I don't think it's in really? Southampton Cathy no I think it's the full deal I didn't realise yeah. it was so big I'm oh, so sorry oh yes I'm afraid so so then we cut to Charles who is now what's he doing he's plotting I've, to unseat the managing director of Royalton Marine well he, he might be I, all I could see was percent, it's like the Charlie Brown thing you know, 30% know, yes, 12% exactly it's a lot, a lot of percentage of, chat a lot of people react to the business chat that way me included um, I did write 
wrote down that Sinclair is vulnerable, whoever he is. I think he might be the managing director. Right. I think they've got their sights set on getting rid of a man called Sinclair, who I believe, up until this episode, we didn't even know, but he's the guy who's been running Relton and they want him gone. They want him gone. Because there's quite a lot of men in brown suits, aren't they, when they have those scenes oh, with the. So many. There's just loads of them. And I just. <laughs> when you just think of them all in the green room, it just makes me laugh to think they've just got to come out and sit and look businessy in a suit. You know, they're. they're they they always get shot in this rather sort of biblical way as well, sat around <laughs> yes. the boardroom table like the Last Supper. I love exactly. It. It's brilliant. The director's clearly always having fun there. And they just have to nod and make a note or something yes. oh bless them just point at one of the brown suits and fire him that's what you have to do in this scene <laughs> yes. then we're back on honeymoon yay, yay! it's linen ponytail oh, well so I'm, I'm, I'm relieved to see that Lynn is in two strips of fabric once again because Thanks she was fully God. clothed in the last scene and that <laughs> will never have, do she must have been so hot <laughs> she must have been boiling she needs to be in a bikini in every episode and she needs imagine. to be prostrate on a lilo or some Preferably. other kind of like some flat piece of furniture she basks constantly this girl she does She's, nobody basks like her always in revealing cosies it's kind of like blue leopard print isn't it it's very oh, it's, 80s it is it's a Duran Duran video it is it's exactly what it is and then the ponytail is rather astonishingly released from its shackles oh god no that is a bit which is upsetting actually. no I didn't like that no because I just assumed they clipped it onto the, the actor but if that's really his hair oh Jesus that was bad I just I want to see what he looks like now because I imagine I, well, as a silver he, fox with no ponytail I would I mean yes please you, f- you can find him <laughs> really uh, you can find him on the YouTube oh my god have you found him I found him, him. Oh, and he's a Malcolm po- Jameson yeah and he's a oh. poet I think He's a what? He's a poet. And oh so there's some, there's some um, footage of him reciting poetry. And he's Scottish. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know he's Scottish, but oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> so he's there. And he is, he's, rather, he's a rather dashing silver fox. Dreamy. I knew. Mm. I knew he'd I have gone a bit. I did get a bit into the sort of internet vortex. I must tell Good. you, because I Googled, well, I Googled Dulcie Gray as well at one point, because oh. I was trying to remember. I remembered her and Michael Dennison and yeah. how they had been big stars. And, and he turned up in this as her love interest later oh, on. Oh, does he? Yeah. Even better. I know. So then, but there's a fantastic bit I find as you get you know the way you do you spiral into Google and it, I, I found an obit of her from when she died oh. but it said so it said obviously that she was she, she well known died, for Kathy. she's not dead no 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 sorry I mean, you're not but if she had done what would they say <laughs> they would say that she um, was best known for Kate Harvey in the long running nautical saga Howard's Way and that oh. says here just from the Telegraph oh yeah it required her only to smile benignly and look bemused <gasps> as well she might having to cope with a plot in which Kate's daughter's ex-boyfriend marries her son's prospective mother-in-law who's also the grand mother of her son's hoped for stepson by the son of the man she's just married oh i yes. thought that was terrific so well done whoever wrote that that is delightful i've not seen that that thank you so much for bringing well, that's, that that's the plot so for anyone who's new to hard's way oh, that's the plot that makes me so happy <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But anyway, we have to cut back to the pool because yes. there's shenanigans afoot. So Claude will just Claude, gloss Claude, over the head. Claude, Claude. He's basking by the pool as well, but the other side of the pool. And then they kind of look at each other. <gasps> And it's like they it's like they want to eat each other. <laughs> well, he plays a jape on her, doesn't he? he kind of oh, no, that's right. Comes yeah. under her lilo and hilariously yes. puts her in. And then there's a bit of a chase around the around <laughs> the edge of the pool and and shrieking. Obviously, they grab each other. There's a bit of a chase, and then they have a massive snog. And he says to her, "You are like, like a fish." <laughs> I mean, as a woman, Julia, one does not want to be compared to a fish in any maybe, context. Maybe in France slash Scotland, that's like a huge compliment. Do you think I it? don't know. Like, you're like a haddock. You're, you're like, like a fish. Yeah. That you're is like a brilliant scene. poisson. I thought I've been doing, you know, romance all wrong. I don't think I've ever been chased giggling yeah. around the edge of a pool. Well, I want then, it. I want then, it to happen. And then compared to a fish. And then compared to a fish. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we leave them snogging, presumably snogging about and, to rip yes. each other's very few clothes off. <laughs> and then we go back to the yard, slightly less sexily, where... Um, <laughs> Bill and the men are leaving. Leo and Davy are kind of tailing at the back there. And they're talking about the takeover of Relton, how it affects the yard. Yes. And then Leo sees Abby, who's sort of skulking outside with a face like thunder. And he does his massive sulky face. He does. He tries to blank her. And she sort of says, I need to talk to you. Um, And he just looks a bit hacked off. And then meanwhile, back inside the yard, Avril, I put here, she's in burnished gold like a lovely leaf. Oh, she looks like a beautiful description. Yeah, she does. She's wearing a very crumpled gold outfit. I've written Jack and the Wood for this scene. So there must have been more wood chat. I'm afraid so. Yeah. Uh, So Avril and Tom are trying to sell the idea to Jack. Actually, the yard could be in serious trouble because one wooden boat order is not enough to keep the business going indefinitely. They need to consider other options. Maybe market the catamaran next. Jack is just like not interested. I mean, it doesn't take a genius, does it? You're like, I, but I've got an order. And you're like, yeah, well, yeah, but what? You I know. know. It's like he keeps on getting amnesia. Isn't yes, it? They've yes. This him they have this conversation over and over. And he's capitulated. And mm. now he's right back to square yeah. one again because yeah. he's got a wooden boat order in. Back at Fashion <laughs> HQ, Jan, we can see her through the door. She's oh, this is a desk. fantastically framed. Um, oh, there's a couple of these where they start on a sort of a small, like an element of the floor or something yeah. or a shoe. And then they sort of pan out. And then yeah. on this stage, we pan out. It's Ken's deck shoe. Oh, and then yes. we sort of, the camera pulls out and you see Ken's white trouser. Yeah. And then he's sniffing a I don't know he's sniffing a corset or something isn't he? Before, <laughs> he's doing something unspeakable with one of the a bit of the collection yes, he's fingering some fingering fabric. the collection before yeah. he um, sort of sidles up to Jan he does she's got her feet up I think on the desk maybe she's doing something sure. with a calculator she does a lot of things with a calculator no, in this right. episode and he approaches and I put here the captain of her heart because he's dressed so nautically I don't yes. think I've ever seen him go all out with the full deck shoes navy blazer thing before Absolutely. he looks delicious he looks great um, and like he's about to jump onto the deck of a boat and sort of do <laughs> shanty um, so there's a, there's a moment though before he goes to her where he's just watching her through the glass yes because obviously I think things have gone quite horribly wrong with these two and you know he paid some thugs to beat up her son she didn't like that well, I mean who hasn't done that you know, <laughs> I mean, it's we've like, all well, done that get over it love oh we've all done yeah. that uh, but he kind of surprises her and then she looks surprised to see him and he says who did you expect Robert Redford yeah <laughs> such a brilliant 80s reference really good 80s reference <laughs> I love it oh we play this game at home sometimes so without thinking about it Okay, mm. Clear your mind. Yeah. A big limousine is pulling up at the lights next to you. The windows go down. Who's in the back? Richard Gere. See, there you go. That tells you a lot about a person. I love that game. We can play it this Christmas. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it tells you a lot about what's going on. If you if you don't think, you just well, say Well, do you know, who. the only thing is that because I'm sort of, a, because you were talking about Ken and his white and navy, I yes. sort of was thinking officer and a gentleman. Exactly. That's why Richard Gere popped out. Exactly. A naval theme. Yeah. Um, my, I think mine was Joan and Jackie Collins on their way to the <gasps> well, Oscars. That, that says everything. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ken says there's some exciting news. Yes, I'll bet, I'll bet it is. We have to cut away from that because we don't need to know what that is straight away. No, and then we cut to Abby and Leo walking in nature. I don't know if it's Contemplation Cops or somewhere nearby. There must I be don't some recognise the trees. I'm sure Avril and Tom had a, had a sort of serious chat there yeah, some time ago. Yeah, everyone's had at least one. If, if there's any thinking to do, any con- consideration to What I love to is that them. they take a very long walk um, from the distance to the sort of centre ground yeah. and then start talking mid-sentence. Yes, yes. So they've obviously started walk to that point and then you start. So she kind of picks up on something she said yeah. clearly about 15 minutes ago. It's a little, it's a little odd to start the scene that way. Yes. But she, um, she basically tells him she's going to Curtis in Southampton. Yes. Um, he's not happy about that. Does the big massive sulky face again. I know. And he's then very she, good at the sulky face. He's really, they're both really good at it actually. This is the sullen thing. But yeah. Then she kind of 
really unhelpfully, even though she's just said, I've chosen this weirdo. Yes. Let's him know that she's kind of torn between him and yeah, the other guy. I thought guy. this sort of came out of nowhere, didn't I know. it? This and sort of like, I'm not sure how I feel about you. It's like, what? And she's never said that. And no. She, no. She's looked into his eyes and knows that he's a bit, oh, I think she I knew, might love yeah, you. Yeah, of course he's besotted with her. It's I know, I obvious. know. And then she kind of gives him a very passionate peck on the cheek. And then they have yeah. a hug. And I kind of wanted to go, well, don't do that. Exactly. I Why felt are you choosing the weird guy? The You've weird, just disgusting him, oh. vest man. No, I felt the same. I thought it was very naughty of her and yeah. taught to toy with Leo in I that way. I know, I know. It's not Actually, fair. not her biggest fan this episode, I no, have to say. No, no. And then we go to the yacht club where Tom is getting him and Avril. I think they're not gin and tonics. Are they mineral waters? Oh, right. I, I don't know. Spot. I think they're having a serious chat with But they're Tom in their suit, suit and shoulders again. Yeah, so it's exactly. obviously a clear, a clearly a business meeting. Oh, for sure, for sure. And they're going to meet Hans Müller, the Bond villain. The Bond villain, yeah. And they're kind of talking about Jack and saying, you know, I think Avril says, oh, he'll calm down eventually. But we appear to be going in circles yeah. with the whole yard thing now. They need to sort of move on to the next the next plot line, I think. Yeah. And then we go back to Kate's garden uh, where Jack has come to see Kate because he wants her advice. She's a sage, a wise Well, wise and she, she completely, she tells it like it is. She apart clearly understands everything. <laughs> yes, apart from the whole gambling thing. Yeah, yeah. But she clearly, she sums up the situation succinctly and clearly yep. and tells him what he needs to do. Yep. Job done. Does but he still, No. Uh, she's gardening. She's always gardening, even though it's not going to be her house for much longer. I was going to say, she's about to sell the house and I she's out sort of snipping the um, well, roses. Slightly breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah, so Jack has a moan about Caroline. Kate just cuts through the crap. Yeah. No nonsense. And she just says, poor woman, tell her. Exactly. And that's it. Storms off. Storms off with her secateurs. Absolutely. And she's, you know, she, she doesn't mess around that lady. No. Then we go back to the Howard's house where... Um, Ken, oh God, I love this scene. This is Ken's amazing. Ken's dishing up takeaway. Now, I was trying to think, did, you know, I, lived, I was in Belfast, so ah. maybe we didn't ha- have takeaways, but really? I'm pretty sure we did in the 80s. I was trying to think, did I we have takeaways think, then? There were takeaways. My family wouldn't have had them though. because well, They were like, expensive. expensive. Yeah, I guess you have to go and get them. There's no deliveries or anything. Yeah, so. I think same, because this is it's almost like he's given, he's brought her like fairy dust yeah. and unicorns. Oh, yeah, she's is, never seen the like. This is milk tray man standard. You know, yes. This is a, it's, it's a big gesture. It's very impressive. And he's dishing it out and it's, He's sort of so like a boy. He's all boyishly dishing up the food, going, and this is sort of a Chinese toast. Yes, this is a speciality. It's, a, it's got sesame seeds, and she's like, oh. And he's done that thing where he drapes the, the tea yeah. towel over his arm like a waiter. Yes. <laughs> Bless him. And some boiled rice, he says. Exotic. I know. I must explain that to her. And then but, he does a racist impression. Yes. That's <laughs> unfortunate. We won't repeat here. No. It was, it was 1986. He does an impression of a Chinese waiter, shall we say? He does, and we will, we will, we won't dwell on it. Um, I think Jan know. quite, quite quickly. She obviously moves on quite quickly. She says, oh, very good, Ken. And just slightly <laughs> move on, move, move it on, move it on. Yeah, I think she was ahead of her time. I think she was. And he just basically says to her, let me spoil you. Then he gets out some room temperature white wine. Yes, is- which is already open, by the way. Oh, I don't know how God, that's been opened, but it's open. Because opening a corked bottle of wine is going to take an awfully long time, I yes. guess. But he basically says that he's ready to settle down with her prawn cracker. <laughs> and she is not... She's not having it. ...of that mind at all. No. He is doing everything he can to win her back the only way he knows how. Throw the money around, try yes. and be gestury and yes. big. Yes, impress her with of, the sesame toast. Exactly. And then he says, oh, I love boat puns. He says, when she expresses some doubts, yeah. you mean our relationship is badly, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've even drawn a picture of a boat next to it. I loved it so much. <laughs> oh, dear. And Jan kind of says to him, because I think he tries to talk about how he's coming out of the financial pit he was in when the marina development went wrong and he's yes. now looking to the New Horizons. And she says that his, her feelings for him don't depend on whether he's successful or not. It's not about the money for her. Sort of is a bit about the money for her, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it is. Um, but she does tell him that she's not ready. And he says to her, you've got to think about this very carefully. Yeah, he kind of issues an ultimatum, which I, I think know. is a bad move on his part. I know. He's like, look, I've done my bit. Now it's up to you. And she's like, Genuinely. well, I've told you, no. So. I know. But he's so angry. He can't yeah. sort of see that that's not going to... No, he that's sort, of, not he sort of threatens her. her, really. He does. And then he takes a really long time to leave. Because he doesn't stay for the rest of the meal. He just And there's goes. like 57 cartons of food there on the <laughs> no. table. He just if leaves. I her, I'd be like, grab great. A, yeah. You think he'd grab a spring roll or something on the way out. But no, he leaves it all. And he does that incredibly poignant shoulder squeeze at the end like yeah. a little bit too long he just holds yeah. onto her shoulder this is what you pause. could be having yeah More let's of go this. and leaves and you know presumably just, just trying to leave his scent on her so yeah. that she can <laughs> just, just turn her head over her shoulder and remember what she's giving up yeah the scent anyway yeah. Jan is not having any of it. We leave those two 
oceans apart. Oh, oh. And then we go back to the yacht club um, where there's a horrible sort of elevator music playing in the background. Yeah, which is such a soulless environment. Awful. The yacht club, pink upholstery, dreadful music on the tannoy. Mm. Avril and Tom are meeting with Hans, the Bond villain, and he says Mueller. he's interested. Mueller. Then yes, no, nobody pronounces that the same way. No. twice. but he says he's interested in the catamaran. But he says he's interested in a way that it's like he wants to have sex with it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's very suggestive. But everything he says is slightly sinister it and suggestive. He yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. help himself. I know. He should have had a, a white cat on his lap that he could stroke. And he also seems him. very, um, you know, for, for someone who's understood that their company is about to be bought over and their whole yeah. base may be null and void, I know. it doesn't seem very concerned. No. There was a court case in the last series and they were still talking about doing big business deals <laughs> when they might not even have a boatyard next week. It <laughs> yeah. was just a little yeah, bit it all. in denial. Yeah. Anyway, back at the Howard's house, this is where Jan is sadly prodding at a calculator. She Yes. So she's, she's sitting at home at the kitchen table, trying to take her mind off her woes, you know, of which she has many. Yes. Leo tries to sneak in, but his leather jacket creaks. He's, yes, he creaks and <laughs> creaks down the hall. So just wrong that he has a leather jacket. When I he love this scene. I've written Jan is brilliant in this scene, and Leo is not bad. Oh, that's my critique. That's nice. No, I think it's, a, it's a, again another really nice family scene. The thing I, I probably all, love most about Howard's mm. Way is it's just families relating. To yes, each other. and they, you really do. You know, you do believe in their relationship. There are some awkward totally. moments which we'll get on to, but oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, you, my shoulders have gone up. Yeah, I know my yeah, sort of prickling in the armpits, but. They, but they they are totally believable in, yeah. in what they're doing. They are. The mother and son are kind of reconciling after a rough blowout they had earlier. Yeah. Leo is really sad and gloomy. You know, his girl has gone off to Southampton. He'll never see her again. She's over six <laughs> she's, miles away. She's all the way in Southampton. <laughs> and I put here, this is totally a Hamlet, Hamlet and Gertrude closet scene. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> weird because they're basically talking about the fact that she's now sleeping with other men that aren't his father yeah. and how he's finding this Stop difficult. Talking. Yeah, yeah. It's just horrible. It's just a bit grim. She, I don't think she needs to talk to her son about this, but she seems to want to. They have a heart to heart. Yeah. And he says about Abby that he can't seem to walk away from her, which really, he's, it's really sweet because he's never vocalised. No. Yes, he does actually have feelings for her. So it's a bit late for him to find out, but he does. And Jan yeah. says, do you love her? <laughs> and it's a very, it's a very tender scene. It's very nice. It's very sweet. And Jan then gives him the advice which obviously yeah, she's good. advising herself to. Do you remember what she yeah. says? She says something about relationships are about two people. And yeah. if you really love that person, then, you know, hooray for you, it's all yeah. good. But if you have the slightest doubt about yes. that person, you must do what you've been doing, only don't walk away. Run. Oh my God! It's, it's just amazing. so dramatic. It it's is brilliant. so dramatic, and clearly in her head, she's running away from Ken. She's running from tucking Ken. the Chinese takeaway under her arms <laughs> exactly. because she's stuffing her face with sesame toast. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she's clearly it's good. referring to there's the lovely double meaning to that. Yeah. And then we go back to the yard where um, Tom's in a jumper. Hooray! <laughs> And there's two posh people in nautical stripes yes, following him. Who please are those people? So I, Do we know them? Or are they new people? Oh no, this is bad. Don't get too attached to them. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but they're clearly happy and in love because yes. she's holding his arm and she does a little skip of excitement. Oh, she so they're loves full that of guy. Life is is blossoming for them. They're what wearing matching stripes. They're, Everything's they're, awesome. They're happy. Um, and they're talking about the catamaran. Yeah. Yes. So it's a man called George and his very glamorous wife, and they're they're going to get the first catamaran maybe they've put the order in or something Mueller wants to go on the catamaran and they're going to take him out on the catamaran right so they're with Mueller I think they're clients of the boatyard who've offered to take Hans out because presumably the other people at the boatyard are busy very busy having and rise they love wood. sailing they love catamarans what they're could very go happy yeah they're they really love happy. each other they do they're in love have we got all of those facts Good. yeah so back at the Howard's house a taxi is bringing the newlyweds <gasps> home it's linen ponytail oh. they're back sadly he hasn't lost the ponytail in transit no nope. um, and then in a delightful scene he scoops her oh. up and carries her over the threshold and then, well, then of they, her mum's house <laughs> yeah and then they, they pan back to the sort of what should be a comic moment which is the taxi driver who's been left with yes, all the suitcases yes. but he forgets to do a face I know he just like, sort of stands like take your moment it's, take, yeah do your thing this could be your, your big chance and he just kind of stands there like <laughs> a lummox so that's he rather just, wasted he just stands there um, she whoops with delight and yes and he's left just on the gravel driveway the door's yes, shut yes with all like, the cases but he yeah. doesn't even do you did a better face than he did I know right he oh, was it's not hard he was rubbish I haven't even gone to acting <laughs> no. school. Um, then we go back to Kate's cottage where she's still gardening. Oh, she will not no. stop gardening. I think it's a displacement thing. Um, the for sale sign goes up. <gasps> and she has a little moment, doesn't she? Yeah. What does Close she say? up on Dulcie. Yep. 
Damnation. Damnation. That's when you know she's really, she's really gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fuming. She is this fuming. Is, this is the last thing she wanted to happen. But, you know, if you will buy a leg of a racehorse, then <laughs> presumably her leg's the one that went wrong. Presumably. Um, <laughs> Gammy. <laughs> and then we go back to Fashion HQ where it's oh. bustle and hustle. Claude and Lynn arrive back from Italy from Honeymoon. Yes. Um, Jan calls Lynn Madame Dupont. Dupont which is delightful. And then she presses them both into service. Straight away into just work. just shit to get done and never mind the love stuff. And she utters, she does utter the immortal line, I'm just not sure about this Revere. <laughs> yes! <laughs> get in, Jan! What do you, I don't even know what Revere is. No, it's a type of collar, I is believe. It? I believe. Is it one of those like sort of scalloped ones, like a curved one? No, I think it's a... like a two, you know when We're you We're doing have... the hand signals, but you yeah, can't Yeah, of see. course, it's the wireless in yes, portable form. Right. Um, if you had a school uniform, did you have like a summer oh, affair yes. with like a vet, yeah. like a like a games vest oh yeah has a revere collar it's got two sort of oh, I've two got triangles it. two points instead of yes. one got you I think that's revere you know, I might I'm be not, wrong I'm not sure about the revere either I'm I don't no think expert. it works in this design uh, anyway <laughs> it's all hustle and bustle the collection is now their only focus and never mind the honeymoon it's all over and back at the there's a building site now and Charles is in I love I love the way Charles dresses on a building site. Yes. So we go to this building site. Charles is there in a donkey jacket, wellies and a hard hat, but kind of clearly with his very expensive separate still underneath. But he just, he just switches it, he switches it down to yeah. like get down with the work. I think he's guys. probably got, so he says, go and get me, please get me an outfit appropriate for a building site. Genuinely. And it's brand new, everything. He's like a Ken doll. They yeah, just put like to dress him up, yeah. So delightful. Hair's a little bit must, I noticed, the, uh, little, the you, hard Whenever hat. you say that, you get such a look of naughtiness I know, in your I'm eyes. quite obsessed with Charles' Charles, hair. when his hair gets must, okay, that's your very niche interest. Yes. Put that in the ledger. Um, and Gerald is similarly dressed as well. And he says that he wants to break ground on the office complex within 10 days. That's Charles. <laughs> right. um, he has he has deadlines. He's a man with deadlines. He's a very He's important like, man. He's like, get into the press conference. I want to break ground. I've got stuff to do. 30%, 20%. Yes. Someone sink this putt for me. I can't do it. I haven't got time. <laughs> Too busy. Yeah. He's basically talking about relative again, blah, blah, business, blah. I can't stand it. And then he gets into his Rolls Royce. Um, I, I don't even know what they talked about. It doesn't matter. No, Something it's about just shareholders at 11 and percentages yeah. done 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 and then he's got he just mentions that avril will need to be handled extremely carefully uh-huh. as he, he has like, handled her in the past well, i believe and maybe will again who do we think mm. <gasps> i don't know he just he seems a bit too interested in her mm. anyway back at the yard office said avril she's impressing upon her dad the need to attend a board meeting they're all having to go I mean, to it's Relton. basically the same conversation again isn't it and jack I says know. wood 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 and they go plastic 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 i know this His is a serious situation and wood shavings for brains. Um, yeah. Tom chips in as well from the office next door. The two of them just can't get Jack to see sense. No. And then Avril is on the phone and she says, it's the Coast Guard for you. There's been... An, an accident. accident which is obviously just you know that happens quite a lot in Howard's but way but to be fair I I mean I, I suppose I reverted to my 16 year old self I did not see it coming no despite no. the skipping happy well, couple well I know because they didn't over egg that no though, there was no not many signposts to they that they just seemed ending. like a couple of nice guys yeah it was know. a sort of side plot not important exactly so I, it was a shock ending I, I, I thought it was a sh- good shock ending something truly terrible has happened so we cut from there to the watery depth, basically. Yes. Davy Jones's locker. The camera lights on some flotsam. Is it technically flotsam? It or maybe jetsam. I'm okay, not whatever. sure. Wreckage, anyway. And then, bobbing in the water, what do you see? Well, it's the, the end bit of a <laughs> the bit of catamaran <laughs> with sort of, is it the lin- Lynette, yeah, it's called. it says so Lynette like on, Lynette on the at an unfortunate angle. No, it is, isn't it? It's just it's bobbing and rather too upright. Yes. And then we see a wet, and I'm afraid to say lifeless George. Oh, dear. The nice man from earlier. Nice he was man. so in love with his wife. Yes, and, and he's lying on the deck of a rescue boat. He's not breathing and there's a blanket pulled over his face and that's it. And poor dripping wet wife is... Mrs. George. Shocked <laughs> and, and sad. And actually her acting's amazing. She doesn't she, get to do... She gets a couple more episodes. Because right. There's clearly going to be fallout from there this There will be, yes, repercussions. Uh, but she does really good, just like blank, shocked acting. Yeah, she is it, good. There's no kind of gaping and horror. She just goes, kind of glazed. Yeah, and it's, it is sort of, for, for such a dramatic scene, it is quite understated. It's and quite it, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. really well done. I know. Well, when they do moments of high drama in Howard's yeah. Way, it's it, all that kind of slightly camp yeah. air that you expect just, it just goes away. You're quite right. And yeah. the, I mean, the end of this series, if you're, obviously no spoilers, yeah. but the ending to next week's episode. Right, which I haven't seen. It's so. I've never seen an episode of this kind of show handled the way the director and the actors handled it. It is just breathtaking. <gasps> I, should be, I can't wait for you to hear. I shall be. Well, indeed, I should be watching it and on. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, so this is the end of the episode yeah. George he dead sorry George you've got oh, two dear. lines yeah. and there's a close up on the prow of the stricken boat 
And I think it just goes to black, I think. I think it does. It's a very quiet... And straight into the, the into always the there theme. Marty thingy. I know. And it's just, God, it's just bleak, isn't it? It is. Really sad. So from the, the highs of the honeymoon to the depths of... Well, it's death, basically. Death, the, the Grim Reaper. And te- technical yeah. question. Go what, on. Was the... Um, I remember one episode in the past where Bill at the boatyard was sort of saying, ooh, I'm, I'm not sure your, your joists are long enough oh, or something. yes. Is that the catamaran? Is that all going to come back to... Yes. Yeah, so Bill and, and Tom have had many run-ins about his design and Bill said the main beam will not take the strain Ooh. and Tom disagrees and got quite angry about that mm. and the two men came to blows. So I think it's going to come up, Cathy. I think it might. The main beam is the not... The main beam was not as it should have been. Well, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't. We'll find out. The end of the Exciting. episode! I know, I know. So presumably now you're going straight home to watch episode 30. Immediately. Right, obviously. Yes! I, I recommend you I do can't it. Wait. It is an eye-popping episode. Oh, Absolutely eye-popping. Thank you so it's much such for coming f- aboard. It's, but it's such fun um, watching it again. It really yeah, has been because it? it's like it's sort of all, all our yesterdays, isn't I it? I know. But I feel I, sorry for the people who have never seen it before. I know. That well, are watching it for the first time now in their, you know, 20s feel, or 30s or 40s. Don't feel sorry for them. Feel glad for them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's never too late, is it? I know, but, I know. No, it's, it's been just, fun to watch it's again. It's an escape. I think there's so much drama that's on at the moment kind of just puts you through the blender. It churns you up yeah. constantly. And sort of it's like being on a fairground ride this is a bit more sedate yes but there's pay- There's lots of pace and there's lots of energy. Yeah, it's lots just- of, sort of short scenes, don't they? They're yeah. cutting often It's not as exhausting scenes. to watch. I find it very soothing. Yeah. And I think that's what tends to come up when, you know, when we talk about it. But that's it. We're done. We're finished. But <gasps> oh. you know what I'm going to ask you next? Yes. Guests on this show sometimes sing the theme tune at the end. Would you like to do that? Well, Julia, I very much would. Oh, my God! Because I have a very special story to tell, <gasps> oh in, which I shall do in song. In song. And I was wondering, actually, I've been thinking about this, uh, Julia, that um, surely... Howard's Way is ripe for a musical oh, interpretation. Oh, I mean, everything's been to my ears. Kathy. Everything's been made into a musical. Sure, I mean, always you there made in a musical. Radio, you made Radio Four into a musical, exactly. which so, I came to see, and it was absolutely brilliant. Well, I think we could do the same with this. Okay, we? well, I, I could in. imagine the sort of opening scene in the well, boatyard. Yeah, and, I'm in. I'll, like, any, I'll do right. costumes. I'll do let's whatever do you like. Let's, I'm in. Let's make it happen. <gasps> Amazing. Well, I'll give a brief outline of what okay. happens in my uh, very moving scenario that I'm going to impart to you via oh the medium of song. This is incredible. It recounts an episode when I met. Tracy Childs. This is recent. This is recent. A few years ago, I met her. So, what's she like? Well, I'll leave it at that. I'll I'll tell you in in my song. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I I didn't know. This is a surprise. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. (laughs) Legend. Um, Come and find us on Twitter. We're at Always There Pod. We love hearing from you. Any any stories you have, any questions you have, anything you want to correct, people are very good at that. So, just, you know, do you get If you know about a Revere collar, perhaps you could let us know. Actually, yes. (laughs) We're on the right lines. Examples of 1980s Revere (laughs) collars, they'll be very welcome indeed. But it just remains for me to say, Kathy Clugston, thank you for being always there. Tracy Childs, I once met Tracy Childs. She turned to me and smiled and said, Hello, I'm Tracy Childs. I know who you are, you're Tracy Childs. Of Howard's way, Tracy Childs. I thought, but I didn't say it Just stared at Tracy Childs <laughs> The end I was, I was overcome Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.